broadcasting live from Nashville, Tennessee. This is the Campfire Cafe on the Adrian Legacy Radio Network.
Oh my gosh, two of my favorite people of all music people, Ranger Doug and Too Slim, are on the phone waiting to come on with us. Oh, have a great time. We're going to have a great time talking about Riders in the Sky and visiting with Ranger Doug and Too Slim. And then in the second hour of the show, we have Craig Cameron that's going to be joining us on Saddle Up America. So we've got a couple of hours of great conversation and great music to share with our audience today. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song by Riders in the Sky. It's one called Ride Cowboy Ride, and we'll be back in just a moment to talk with Too Slim and Ranger Doug. Up in the morning at the break of day, you'll hear a big bearded cowboy at the chuck wagon say, Gather round, boys, the coffee's hot on the fire. There's a full day of branding. We're heating the irons. I want to smell that scorched hair and burning high. The horses are grain, boys, they're ready to ride. Roll up your bed rolls and jump in your boots. Daylight is awaiting, boys, it's out of the chute. Come on and ride, cowboy, ride. Roll up your riettas and pull your sombrero down tight. We're gonna ride, ride, ride where the trail will wind. You better drive, drive, drive or we'll leave you behind. Come on and ride, ride, ride. Get ready to be at your best Let's saddle them ponies and tighten the fence Pull on your gloves and take your hat off the fence We'll get the cattle to market and after they're sold You can all let your hair down, get lazy or bold Ride the town and find a lady or two To take you by the arms and shake the dust off your boots Come on and ride, cowboy, ride Roll up your riettas and pull your Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. That was Ride Cowboy Ride, performed by Riders in the Sky from their CD, Silver Jubilee. How we have been looking forward to today's show. Joining us are two of the performers from the four-piece legendary Western band, Riders in the Sky, Too Slim and Ranger Doug. 2020 marked a milestone in the band's history, recording, touring, and performing on stage, screen, and radio for 43 years. Presenting their unique brand of musicianship, humor, and entertaining stage presence to audiences of all ages, their performance of Western music is rooted in the past, but reinterpreted for today with high-energy, superior musicality. to live life the cowboy way please welcome to campfire cafe members of the grand old opry two-time grammy award winners 
and two of America's favorite cowboys, Too Slim and Ranger Doug. Welcome, you guys. <laughs> well, Thank you, Bobby. Bobby. That was quite an introduction. Thank you. Hey, guys. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing great. Couldn't this be better. Too Slim here on this side of the radio. We're uh, good Ranger to have Doug you with on us. The other side. Yeah, yeah. So I want to yeah. ask you guys. To start out with, right. how has it been in 2020 with this pandemic and no touring going on? And either one of you can answer to start with. Too Slim, you want to start us? Yeah, well, it was uh, we were we were having a great year. We were, we had just finished about six weeks of a really nice sold out shows. We were playing a lot in California and Florida and Arizona, and it was just shaping up to be a really nice year. And then it was over. I mean, it fell yeah. off a cliff on March 4th, March 14th for us. The last three mm-hmm. venues we played were closed, and we were the last show before the before they closed. So wow. uh, we came we came home and and stayed home for seven months. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> Ranger Doug, I, you good. guys. You guys are often on the Grand Ole Opry. I think just about every two or three weeks you guys are on the Opry. So how has that been earlier on when there was just no audience at the Opry anymore? Well, we don't know. <laughs> they didn't use bands <laughs> the, for most of the summer. They had Bill okay. and people like that playing by themselves. And uh, so it was. Uh, it was just the last couple of months that they've started having us back to small audiences, yeah. and they've opened up more shows now—a Friday and a Tuesday show—and we're really looking forward to to playing there more, like we used to. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. what size what size audiences are they having now? Five five hundred, maybe a thousand people. Yeah, like, five hundred, eight hundred, something like that. Got to be strange. Yep. <laughs> Got to be strange. Well, it is, it is but the. The the crowd. I don't know. The last couple of weekends we've been there, people have been so excited to be out mm. and yeah. and 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 actually hearing live music again. That the audience has been terrific. I mean, the energy. There's, there's few of them, but it's quality beats. You know what I'm I saying? I got you. And they're I got you. They they come. They're coming to have a good time, and and that's why that's why we like play is we like to have a good time too. So it's been uh, uh, the the tide feels like it's turning somehow. Well, hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. How long have you guys Amen. been members of the Grand Ole Opry? Well, since, since June 19, uh, 1982. Wow. Yes, back when back when dinosaurs and Ernest Tubb walked the earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, gosh. Well, let's see. That'd be 39 years this year because that's the same year I got married. So, uh-huh. yeah, that'd be 30. That'd be thirty because this is twenty twenty. But yeah, so wow, thirty nine years. Wow, mm-hmm. you've been performing wow. for forty. You did have your forty thirty anniversary in November, I think, is what I figured. So, correct. You've been members of the Opry from really pretty young in your career. Very surprising. We, we were. We were. Uh, we never had a. We were not re- recording stars in any in any sense. But we brought something to the Opry that was really different. And uh, I think valuable from an entertainment uh, aspect, and so uh, they they asked us to join. I think the first time we played was 1978, wasn't it, Ranger Doug? I believe that's right, Slim. Yeah, wow. we did, we played we played it 25 or 30 times as guests, and then they they asked us to join, and the 
1981 and, and or 82. What did we say? 82? 82. 82. Yeah. Yeah. 82. Yeah. Who, who extended the invitation? Uh, Ernest Tubb. I think it was the manager. Ernest well, Tubb? Yeah, Ernest Tubb introduced us on the stage. Yeah, Al Durham, the manager, okay. uh, formally asked us. Okay. Yeah. All right. So how did that feel? I mean, I know so many people that just, if they could ever get on the Opry stage, it would make their whole career for them. But how, does, how did it feel to be invited to be a member of that circle? Simply the best. <laughs> yeah. A little to understated, but simply the best. Yeah. 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 I mean, I grew up like, like uh, I grew up a big fan of the Opry. I listened to it on my radio up in, Michigan up back in the yeah. 1950s. So Nashville to me was like um, the Emerald City. It was like Oz. And, yeah, and the right. Opry was sort of was was a big part of that to me. So uh, being and I was the tin man. part of that tradition. And you were the tin man? Was, <laughs> tin ear. Yeah, no. Introduct the guy without the heart. <laughs> oh, gosh. So uh, if, if I only had a brain, you know. So, uh, right, right. So anyway, um, where was I? I was going to say something profound, but it was it's now it's gone. Now it's gone. But, uh, it'll, anyway, it'll... it was a uh, it was very it was being part of the tradition was very moving to me, and it still is. I still love to play the opera. I still get a it's it's just a great kick in the butt to go out on that stage and and entertain people. It's just great. Well, I'm sure mm-hmm. it is. I'm sure it is. And one of the guys that was so instrumental in the Opry is a guy named Marty Robbins, and he did a song called sure. Big Iron, and you guys have done a great job with that song. So we're going to take a listen to that right now. This is Big Iron, Riders in the Sky. We'll be back in a minute to talk more with Ranger Doug and Too Slim today on the Campfire. Let it go, Cafe. boys. Let it go. The town of Bower Priya rose a stranger one fine day. Hardly spoke to folks around him, didn't have too much to say. No one dared to ask his business, no one dared to make a slip. For the stranger there among them had a big iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. It was early. In the morning when he rode into the town He came riding from the south side Slowly looking all around He's an outlaw loose and running Came the whisper from each lip And he's here to do some business With that big iron on his hip Big iron on his hip Now in this town there an outlaw by the name of Texas Red Many men had tried to take him And that many men were dead He was vicious and a killer Though a youth of 24 And the notches on his pistol Numbered one and nineteen more One and nineteen more Stranger started talking, made it plain to folks around. Was an Arizona ranger, wouldn't be too long in town. He 
He came here to take enough law back a lot more maybe dead. Said it didn't matter, he was at Texas Red. After Texas Red. It wasn't long before the story was relayed to Texas Red. But the outlaw didn't worry men that tried before were dead. Twenty men had tried to take him, twenty men had made it live. Twenty-one would be the ranger with the big iron on his feet. Big iron on his feet. Oh, the morning passed so quickly it was time for them to meet. It was twenty past eleven when they walked out in the street. Folks were watching from their windows, everybody held their breath. The handsome ranger was about to meet his death. About to meet his death. There was forty feet between them when they stopped to make their play. And the swiftness of that ranger is still talked about today. Texas Red had not cleared leather for a bullet fairly written. And the ranger's name was Deadly with the big iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. It was over in a moment and the folks had gathered round. There before them lay the body of the outlaw on the ground. Oh, he might have gone on living, but he made one fatal slip. Tried to match the ranger with the big iron Big iron on his head Big iron, big iron When he tried to match the ranger with the big iron Big Iron, Riders in the Sky, from their CD, 40 Ways, 40 Years, The Cowboy Way. And we're talking with Ranger Doug and Too Slim. Welcome back to the show. I hope you can hear me okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm fine. I also got to, hear the, got to hear that fine record. Boy, you know, it's funny. Your ear is drawn to the bass on that. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, it really. Yeah, always. Yeah. It, Who's playing the bass on yeah, that? Yeah, it's. it's yeah, it's it's melodic yet propulsive. It's and it seems to outline the chord in an interesting way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who'd you say was playing bass on that? I was. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Yeah. But he's playing his face. He was not playing his face on that one. He was playing the bass on that he one. He was playing the bass. That's right. Yeah. Ranger Doug, I have a quick question for you. I know that you um, are really a, a Western music, uh, country music too, and Western swing historian. And I'm hoping that there might be, I wondered if with the year that we had, you might be finding some time to get another book out for all of us that love to follow you and history. You working on anything? Yeah, I have one into a publisher right now to look at. There's no contract. They're just checking it out. But it was uh, 
I've been talking for many years with a friend of mine named Ron Middlebrook, who does those center stream books, you know, the instructional books. Mm-hmm. About doing a book on Carson Robertson, one of the great uh, pioneers of country music, first uh, studio musician, first studio singer, first professional songwriter. He had this wonderful career that almost everybody's forgotten about now. He, he wrote uh, um, Carry Me Back to the Lone Prairie and Barnes uh-huh. and Bill the Sailor and a whole bunch of other tunes, about 300 other tunes. Wow. So I, had, I had time now, and I started to work on it and went out to Kansas and visited uh, his papers and his hometown and uh, uh, just uh, put together a, a biography of uh, an interesting man, a talented man. Well, aren't yeah, you also you working on a documentary of Western Swing that's coming out sometime in November? Well, I did some filming for one, yeah. I did, yeah. did some taping for one just the other day. But that was just talk, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. When I talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And I've written about a dozen songs this year. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's one of the things that's coming out of the pandemic is that more artists have had more time to sit back and write. And uh, mm-hmm. and so we've talked about this before on the show. We're kind of looking forward to some new music that's going to be coming out this, this year. It's pretty exciting. You know, if you don't if you don't get to perform live, you've got plenty of time to do some writing. So that's a good mm-hmm. thing. That's what, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been writing a lot of... Uh, Poetry, actually, every day. I've been writing every day. Great. Well, oh, I have been great I discipline. Out of fun. Have you done a book of poetry? Uh, I have not. This this may turn into something. I don't know. Right now, it's just turning into something that I really like to do and I'm pleased with. So we'll, we'll, well see what happens. Great. I don't know what will happen. That is great. Well, I was just yeah. kind of curious as I was going through music and some different things the last couple of days. How did side meat come about? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was a question I had, too. <laughs> We've got him right here. Side, side, come on over here. Hey, there's Gary and, and uh, uh, Bobby and, and Ranger and, and Two Slim. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah. You, you, you got a question for me? I'm a, I'm the sidekick of Riders in the Sky and the Camp Cook. Well, uh, you're, we're glad to have you with us. So, how did you how did you hook up with these guys, side meat? Well, I was. Should uh, I tell them the story, was, side, uh, or do you want to tell? Them? I was in the Yukon. <laughs> I was up there uh, prospecting for gold. Uh, things had kind of petered out for me down here in the. I call it the outside, <laughs> the lower forty-eight, and so I was yeah. up there. This was about 18, 1897, and I was up there, and uh, I, I swear I found the mother load. I found the mother load, and uh, I was so excited as I was running towards Skagway across a glacier, I fell into a crevasse and was splash frozen for 75 years. So the Riders in the Sky were touring in Alaska. At the same time, there's a road cut being put through, and a giant piece of ice was dislodged, and they saw evidence of life inside, and it was me. <laughs> so they thawed me out, and uh, Riders in the Sky took me on as a cook, and uh, biscuits and beans and uh, and coffee. That's 
That's the three main, main food groups, and so uh, that's amen. how I got to, to be part of it. Amen. And uh, since then, it's, it's been, uh, it's been, you know how it is. It's been quite a ride, I'm sure. It has been quite a ride. Oh, it's been a, well, it's been a wonderful ride because there there are only a couple of sidekicks currently making a living. Uh, you, know, you know, Mike Pence is out of a job. So yeah. <laughs> but right now it's, it's me and Kamala Harris and um, I don't know what I, who else there is out there. But uh, uh, I'm doing my best. <laughs> well, I was just curious. I had thought about that all week, and I thought, well, I'm going to ask how it's tied me hooked up with Riders in the Sky. But now we know. Well, now we know. Well, now we know. Well, well and, I'm glad you brought and it you're. Up. And you're all on the radio together too. You you have your I'm own. You want to talk a little bit about your radio? Yeah, about your radio show. Well, Ranger Doug, you talk and then I'll interrupt, just like on the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> well, for an hour every week, and they replay the show twice. There's a show on the Sirius XM uh, broadcasting system called Classic Cowboy Corral. And on that show, we play uh, just the great classic music of Gene and Roy and Rex and Tex and uh, Sons of the Pioneers and Floyd Willing and the Spiders of the Purple Sage and Side Meat Interrupts. And we just we do uh, just great music from the past and have a great time talking about it. It's uh, sometimes informative and sometimes funny and just uh, it's a great time. Oh, great. Channel 59. That's great. Channel 59 on Cirrus. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I want to get another great song from you guys, and this is one called We're Burning Moonlight. And uh, let's take a listen to that and come back and talk more with Bobby Bell and and, uh, Too Slim and Ranger Doug and maybe Side Meat. I got my fiddle, I got my bow. I got my squeeze box set to go. Hey, let's put on a cowboy show. We're burning moonlight. A desert stage is all we need. A cactus and some tumbleweed. A swinging, swaying, trusty steam. We're burning moonlight. At the end of every day, folks come round to hear us play. Hot licks keep the blues away. Fiddles, keys, and moonlight. Add some bass and arch guitar. Syncopated 16 bar. Topped off with an evening star. We're burning moonlight. Keys and moonlight, add some bass and arch guitar. 
16 syncopated bar. Top it with an evening star with burning moonlight. We're burning moonlight. singing we're burning moonlight it's a great song <laughs> great great song so we've got two slim with us we've got ranger doug riders in the sky who are the other two members of the group well that was well, we heard a pair of kings there that's uh, uh joey the cowpoke king who wrote that song burning okay. moonlight and also woody paul of course the king of the cowboy fiddlers who uh, is one of the original members along with me and ranger doug and then Joey came along about 10 years later. So you guys have been together, it'll be 44 years this year, and I think I asked one time how you guys had stayed together so long. And, Doug, do you remember what you said? I said separate hotel rooms. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. You need your space. You need your space. Use your space. So I'm telling yeah. you, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to your 50th year together, and uh, that's going to be. Oh, oh, whoa! That's not that far off. All right, that's not that no, far no. off. And I, yeah, <laughs> and I know everybody will enjoy being around for 50 years with you guys. So, um, how did uh, how did Joey join the group? You had a you had another member. Who was that? Oh, I'm sorry, Tommy Goldsmith. Yeah, yeah. And then and then how did Joey come along? Well, we found him by the side of the road with a sign that said, "We'll squeeze for food." Joey was. Get a serious answer. Do we really want one? You know. Joey was a fine session musician in Nashville, playing on all these hit records, and and uh, and then uh, we we got him to play on our radio show. And uh, if I met him at a at a benefit at the Station Inn, actually, where where I met him, and okay. he just he he was loving to play music. He was sort of burned out on music, but uh, playing with us and and having a good time and traveling around, he he just woke something up in him, I think, and he. Uh, uh, so he joined the band, and and he was a fine producer, a Grammy-winning producer and and writer, and of course he's just an incredible musician. So um, it was it was a our lucky day, and I think his lucky day too. We found each other. Oh, that's great! That's great. Now has he's had some hand problem or something, and maybe has just come back oh, to the God. group after. A, yeah. yeah some surgery. In the world. He had a. He had 11 surgeries last year. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Uh, wow. Yeah, he was he was keeping the, the medical community in northern Ohio in business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's actually back. He came back last weekend to the Opry, first time we'd played with him in 15 months. Uh, he wow. picked up his box and, and played like a dream. And in fact, I, I'm uh-huh. going to the airport to pick him up tonight, and he's coming back to do the Opry this weekend. Oh, that's great. 
That's great. Well, you give him our best and, and tell him that we're I'll glad he's back with you guys. And uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so much fun. I want to get to another song yeah. real quickly, and this is one called Brazos River. And I was trying to – who is singing lead on this? That's Joey. Well, he just really does a great job on this one since we happen to be talking yeah. about him. But let's take a listen to Brazos River and come back and talk more today with Riders in the Sky on the Campfire Cafe. We crossed the wild Pecos. We boarded the Nueces. We swam the Guadalupe. We followed the Brazos. Red River runs rusty, the Wichita clear. But down by the Brazos, I courted my dear. The fair Angelina runs glossy and gliding. The crooked Colorado runs weaving and winding. The slow San Antonio, it courses the plains. But I never will walk by the Brazos again. Lila Lily, give me your hand. Lila Lily, give me your hand. Lila Lily, give me your hand. There's many a river that waters the land. She kissed me, she hugged me. She called me her dandy, the Trinity's muddy, the Brazos quick sandy. She kissed me, she hugged me, she called me her own, but down by the Brazos she left me alone. The girls of Little River, they're sweet and they're pretty. The sabine and the sulfur have many a beauty. On the banks of Nacogdoches, there's girls by the score. But down by the Brazos, I'll wander no more. Lila Lily, give me your hand. Lila Lily, give me your hand. Lila Lily, give me your hand. There's many a river that waters the land. Lila Lily, ride to the dawn. Lila Lily, ride to the dawn. Lila Lily, ride to the dawn. My Brazos River sweetheart has left me and gone. Brazos oh, River gorgeous. featuring Joey on uh, main vocals with uh, Riders in the Sky from their 40 Years the Cowboy Way CD. This is so much fun. So, um, too slim. I was yep. looking at pictures and I saw one of you with Wonder Woman. <laughs> Whoa! Yes, yeah. <laughs> she gets and I made a note. I made a note. Ask too slim about that. <laughs> well, she she came to the Opry, and um, and and we were some of us of a certain age were really delighted to see her, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so. 
we were clowning around, and I was, uh, I had my set, and so I was standing at the podium, and she came up behind me and was doing lewd things. Well, I mean, they were exciting, but it was, it was, it was grand old opera, you know. So uh, it was, <laughs> it was great. Unfortunately, it was captured on film. So it's a wonderful moment that we can relive time and time again. <laughs> I was hoping to tie me up with the golden lasso. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the one great thing about the opera is you never know. I mean, William Shatner was there. Tom Hanks was there. Everybody comes through eventually and uh, and makes an appearance. So you get to meet a lot of a lot of really interesting folks. Yeah, well, I think I saw it. it you know, your Facebook page is just uh, so full of so many wonderful photos, and we haven't had you on since I think a Ken Burn um, around the time of the Ken Burns. A fabulous documentary. So we haven't yeah, been on was... for a couple of years. Yeah, but I also saw one with I think both of you with Dolly Parton. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. what? Yeah, what she, do you remember? A... Yeah. What was that? Well, yeah, what was going on there? Dolly several t- we've met Dolly several times through the years. When I first moved to Nashville in 1972, I had to make a pilgrimage to the Porter and Dolly show. And um, oh. I met her. That that that's the first time I met her, and I was stuck dumb. I couldn't speak. <laughs> but, uh, now I, now first I time ever. Speak when I see her. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, we uh, uh, she she was celebrating 50 years or something at the Grand Ole Opry. So yeah. they had a big deal, yeah. and and uh, we could get our picture made with her and and talk to her and stuff. My daughter came out. Of course, she's a huge fan. And, um, it was wonderful. Dolly is a, Dolly is great. No so question. Fun. And, yeah. And now yeah. she's sort of she's sort of deified in the culture, which is which is interesting to me. But but she's still Dolly, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and another um, interesting photo was um, I saw with uh, Woody Paul, and he was presenting a fiddle to. Um, yeah. a, a young man that's such a fabulous fiddle player with medicine, medicine crow that was that was part of the documentary. Um, yeah, Keith. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm just awestruck. See, I'm 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 you know mumbling here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, it's so fun to see all of the people that your lives touch and who touch you guys because you're so out there. And it just every day. How, how did you mean that? Fun. How did you, how did you mean that, Bobby? <laughs> you're so out. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're so connected. You're so oh, connected. Okay. You know? All right. Yeah. All right. With um, that's, that's that was, was, Yeah. If I could speak to the fiddle a minute, that was a fiddle that Roy Acuff gave to Woody when, when Woodrow was the, and graduated from high school. Oh, wow. And, and uh-huh. also advised uh-huh. him, don't go into the music business. <laughs> <laughs> go to college. Oh, don't do this. So, of course, Woody went to college, but then he came, he came back and started playing the fiddle. But he, Woody and Ketch have, a, they have that old-time fiddle connection and so Woodrow yeah. really wanted the, the fiddle to go to somebody who would appreciate it we had a great just a great moment at the Opry when he presented it to catch and and they both played uh, Wabash Cannonball which oh, was, wow. was really really moving and um, 
So that that's the wow. That's wow. a wonderful story. And it and I see at the very end um of the story, I'm posting it right now on my Facebook page, that um Trace Atkins was there and he said, Hey Woody, next time you want to give away a priceless artifact, think of me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Hey, Woody's become a priceless artifact. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> well, I think Riders in the Sky will become a priceless artifact. You guys have influenced so many people. <laughs> you know, you're almost there. You're almost there. Yeah. Hey, let's listen to another yeah. great song. This is one uh, that's called Molly Darling. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. And come back and talk more. Maybe we can find out more about some pictures that they've had made with people. I don't know. But uh, anyway, you're listening to the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Tell me, Molly, darling, that you love none else but me. For I love you, Molly, darling. You are all the world to me. Darling, when they hear me call your name, 
Molly Darlin featuring Ranger Doug on vocals with the Riders in the Sky. We are having so much fun. So, Ranger Doug, I have a question yep. for you. Okay. So, I was, you know, bump, bopping around on the your Facebook page, and I see you're going to be teaching a master class on rhythm guitar. This is true. I think it's a Tell week from uh, Sunday. Well, a a good friend of mine, Justin Branham, does these master classes. He's an expert on the fiddle, mandolin, guitar, you name it. He played fiddle with the Sons of the Pioneers for several years, and he moved to Nashville. And he does these classes and invited me to do one of them because uh, I play a little different than most people do, and he wanted to just talk about that and show show people how I do uh, what I do, (laughs) not why. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Is this the first time that you're doing this, um, that you're teaching this? Yes. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm having a little trepidation because I'm not a natural teacher like some people are, but uh, I'll, I'll do my best to hang away and try to explain uh, uh, what I do and why I do it. I mean, why I take my approach that I've developed uh, mm-hmm. through 60 years of guitar playing. Yeah. <laughs> Now the guitar that you're holding in the photo that went along with that post, your um, what guitar? What guitar is that? That's just gorgeous. No, Do you thank remember you. That's, that? a, that's an extremely rare uh, Stromberg guitar. Uh, uh, Charles and Elmer Stromberg made uh, a top quality rhythm guitar for uh, jazz players back in the 40s and 50s, and uh, that's a 1950 Stromberg. Deluxe cutaway. He only made 12 to 15 of that particular model, so they're very hard to come by. And my hero, my guitar hero, Freddie Green, played a Stromberg. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Well, I would Mm -hmm. encourage our listeners to, to, um, what an opportunity to... To learn rhythm guitar, it's uh, by taught by Ranger Doug. That's really that's really fun. That's really fun. Well, I'm looking forward um, to it. It's, it's going to be a great experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, Too Slim, will you be doing any um, yep. how to how to play the how to play the face? Are you going to be doing how to any any how to play the face? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, educational I'm, seminars. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, entertaining all offers. But uh, but uh, <laughs> apparently, you know, I've been waiting down at the end of my driveway for the mailbox to fill up, and but it's, I think people have lost my number. <laughs> but I can see you can you can see you can. That's pretty doggone good. Lot, well, there's there's not a lot to it technique wise, but it's a lot of practice. Oh gosh! I've been doing and a lot of fun. I've been doing it all and my a, life, and a lot of fun. And if you have, so, if you if you have space in your cranial cavity, it seems to uh, enhance the tone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were we were just talking a little bit about that pandemic and how it slowed everything down and its cost. It has well, cost you guys and all entertainers a whole lot of money. Uh, do yep. you have some gigs that are getting? up now as things are kind of starting to open up again yes yes we are there are where are you headed uh that well we have uh we're going down to florida 
here in a couple weeks. And then we'll be in Kansas. These are just one-offs. Then we've got a, a thing in Hutchinson, Leesburg, Florida, Hutchinson, Kansas in May. And then it's kind of a bowling alley until July and August. And now stuff is being moved now to the fall and next winter. Mm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, promoters are, are reluctant to to go ahead with the show unless they can have, you know, decent capacity. So, right. so nobody's losing money on this deal. So, yeah. Where can yeah. somebody uh, find out about those dates, Slim? Yeah. Well, I, I would recommend uh, ridersinthesky.com. Hey. There's a there's a tour schedule there as well as uh, uh, Two Sons Mercantile, which is, has all the recordings and Ranger Doug's book and, and uh, a lot of Western – Cacti's, T-shirts, hats, all that kind of stuff, and, but the tour schedule is there and and is updated pretty frequently, and and uh, people can find out where we're going. That's actually where I find out where we're going to be. So, recommend <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, gosh, got to have somebody that keeps up with it for you. So that's a good thing. Yeah. That is a yeah. good thing. Yes, it is. Well, let's take a listen to another great song. This is called The Lion Rider. It's Riders in the Sky. We're talking with two Slim and Ranger Doug, a couple of our favorite guys. And we'll be back in just a minute. There's a broken out window at a lonely line camp Where the snow comes drifting in There's a hole in the soul Of a long buckaroo That won't heal in the cold, cold wind There's a longing for life In the gathering night and for warmth that no stove ever gave Till he patches the window Lights up the fire It's the best he can do for today Still his longings as wide 
Writers in the Sky from their Silver Jubilee uh, two CD set should be in everybody's music library. That was from disc two. And uh, Ranger Doug, we were talking about guitars a moment ago, and so I'm I, I know we've talked about this before, but I know you and I have a mutual friend, Marilyn Tuttle, she and is. she's a huge fan of yours, and you are, I think, a fan of hers. And would you tell us um, about the Wesley Tuttle guitar? Sure. Um, Wesley Tuttle, for those of you who don't know, was a wonderful entertainer from the uh, late 30s through the 40s, had some big hit records in the 1940s, and uh, became a... uh, 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 evangelist of sorts in the 50s. They did sacred music from then on. And in 1939, he was appearing on the WLW Midwestern Hayride and walked into a store and bought uh, a brand new Gibson L5 archtop. And he played it all those years. A beautiful guitar. And when he passed, uh, Marilyn wanted it to go to good hands. She didn't want her. She said her kids would never appreciate it. She wanted uh, wanted me to have it and uh wow so we worked wow. out a deal and uh i just treasure that thing the pictures on the facebook page you can see me kissing it <laughs> <laughs> not her well i <laughs> i found a wonderful photo of you holding it and uh and there's a wall kind of a brick wall and wesley's name is on the wall november 29th 1946 i think it was a historic theater maybe where he had performed and it's yeah, a it wonderful photo. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, wonderful photo of you. And um, yeah, she's such a uh, wow. She's such a wonderful gal, isn't she? <laughs> she's the best. She is just the best. They don't, they don't make them any finer than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, do you want to try to get another song in, Gary? I know I'm looking at the clock, and I'm uh, looking at our time. That clock just rolls on too quickly, (laughs) doesn't it, sometimes? But, uh, yeah, I want to get in another song. This one is called Old New Mexico. And uh, then we'll come back and kind of wrap up with Riders in the Sky today on the Campfire Cafe. Big Sky Bright stars, pinion pines on the breeze, sweet memory of old New Mexico. Tall pines on the timber line where the San Juan River flows, reasons to go to old New Mexico. 
As the sun goes to rest once again Moonlight and starlight And I still hear your name in the wind Blue sky, blue eyes The call of the canyon afar I'll follow a star To old New Mexico sky.com and their tour schedule and uh, we're we're so looking forward to seeing you guys back on the road again that's going to be a lot of fun yeah buddy that is going to be a lot of fun well thank you and uh and when are you back on the opry again tomorrow night tomorrow night tomorrow (laughs) night so people can listen in at wsm radio or online at wsm.com or on, I believe it's Circle TV as well. So, you well, guys yeah, we were just... on the TV part last week. I think we're on at 7.30 or something tomorrow, and then seven around 7 on Saturday as well. Okay. All right. Well, you're too good not to be on TV. You're too good looking not to be on TV. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, not anyway. Thank you guys so, right. so much for being with us. Please come back again. Yeah, we'll anytime. Do it. Man. Great. All right. Thank, we'll do it. Thanks so much. Happy, so we're going to close out this segment right, of the Reginald. show. Song slams. See you tomorrow. We're going to. We'll 
close it out with Cimarron. This is Riders in the Sky. Thanks a lot, guys. Legacy Radio Network. We'll be back in just a moment. It sings to me in the night with a voice sweet and forlorn. It's been
Miss Bobby Bell, and we're going to welcome to the show now a friend that has been a few years he's been on the show, and that's Craig Cameron. Hey, Craig, how are you? Harry, I'm doing good. Good to talk to you. Good to be back on the show. Well, good to have you back. It, it has been a while. I was just looking. I think it's been maybe three or four years, so been a lot of changes. Time does fly, yeah. It does. It does. Last time that you were on the show was Craig Cameron's Ride Smart Horsemanship, and now it's Craig and Cole Cameron Ride Smart Horsemanship. Yeah, sure enough. Old Cole, he's coming on like gangbusters and just working at it every day, and that's what it takes, you know. Uh, just uh, We all know horsemanship is repetition and for the horse and the people, and uh, to get good, you got to uh, – it's just not a uh, a method. It's a lifestyle, and uh, we're definitely living it here every day on the Double Horn Ranch. Well, that is pretty cool stuff, and uh, and I've talked to a lot of people that have been out to your clinics, and of course I've been a fan of yours from the television show when you started with the Extreme Cowboy Race, I believe, on RFD TV years ago. And oh yeah, Extreme Cowboy Race that really took off, and it uh, uh you know, it's amazing. I, 
drive around the country, and uh, I'll be going down the highway, and I'll see an arena, and they got all the obstacles. You know, it's kind of amazing to think, you know, I, I started that. You know, people <laughs> love it and enjoy it. It's good for the people. It's certainly good for the horse. Yeah, it is good for the horse. Craig, how did, how did you get started with that on RFD TV years ago? Because when you started, it was, I guess, at your ranch. And I well, you know, uh, Patrick got you. Yeah, Patrick got you. Know had this incredible idea of putting the you know horses and and rural type of networking on television. And when he started, he actually called me and said, "Boy, we'd love to just could would you send us some uh, videos or some of your uh, 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 training tapes to put on?" I said, "Oh yeah, I'd, I'd be more than tickled to do that. That'd be an honor to do it." And and boy, who knew it would turn out to be so big and so popular. And there was such a need for it, and I think people have really learned, and it's been beneficial for people and for horses in a really big way. Yeah, I think so. People love it, and, and of course, I enjoyed watching it, and then it grew to where you have your national championship. And uh, as a matter of fact, for two years, the national championship was part of my rendezvous event. And uh, Oh, yeah, that's right, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that that may have been one of the last times you were on the show when we were talking about that. But you've got your world championship mm-hmm. that takes place in Texas, and then they have you at Calgary Stampede, you know? Oh, yeah, we're uh, in Calgary. We go up there and do a really big deal up there. They, uh, I think they had like $30,000 and give the Calgary Stampede buckle. They say they do in every event, and uh, so very prestigious and uh you know, that's an invitational event. And so uh, the riders that are riding there are truly the best in the world. Really tough competition, but uh, it's just growing, and they they love it up there. I mean, it it fills the house when we, when we do it up there, and uh, it's really a blast. But, uh, again, our privilege and honor to get a chance to be part of the Calgary Stampede. You know, I rode at Calgary as a bull rider uh, years and years ago. You know, rode it all the big rodeos. Oh, yeah, and uh, – Shoot, I've ridden at every big rodeo you can think of, but uh, you know to be up there nowadays and uh, uh, still be a part of it with the extreme cowboy race, it's fabulous. But you know we were lucky enough; we had two programs on RFD. We had Ride Smart with Craig Cameron, and then of course we had Extreme Cowboy Racing, and we won a, uh, a silver and a tele bronze, uh, a, a silver and a bronze tele award, which is really prestigious for. Our, Wow. Both those, uh, those shows. So, yeah, we were, we've were we been really lucky and really been blessed along the trail here. Wow, wow. Well, the Extreme Cowboy Competition is a whole lot of fun, and I think you are now including the Mustang Heritage Foundation in the in the uh, World Championship event. Don't you do one day with the Mustangs? Yes, they have their own event in there, and they, they come up, and, boy, they put up like 10,000, and they also – give a saddle just for the Mustang event. So a lot of guys will go and get a Mustang just because there's a lot of money and, and a buckle and saddle and prestige just to be in just the Mustang part of it. So uh, that's really a neat deal. So, yeah, we're, we're going and growing the membership. Amazingly, Gary, it's going worldwide. We're all over Europe, Japan. We're in the Middle East, uh, Israel. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, New Zealand, Australia, you know, Canada. So it's really going uh, uh, worldwide. And, uh, again, we're really proud of that. And it's just a great event. You know, uh, it's fun. It's exciting. 
We have different divisions. You know, a lot of people get a little bit nervous when they hear extreme cowboy, but we have novice division, greenhorn right. division, uh, all that kind of stuff, non-pro. Of course, the pro, the ride smart for the older riders. So, yeah, people can enter at any level. And if you'll just go a couple times, you're going to meet the greatest people in the world and have the most fun with you and your horse. And you'll just be part of the uh, of the group. And, boy, I'll tell you what, it is a uh, EXCA, as we call it, Extreme Cowboy Association. is really a family, just a lot of great people that love horses and horsemanship and, and fun competition, everybody helping each other out. So, Really, it's uh, we're really pleased and happy the way it's going right now. Well, it's an exciting event, and it is so much fun to watch. And uh, we were certainly thrilled to have the national championships as part of our rendezvous event a few years ago. But I want to come back and talk with you just a little bit about an exciting thing that's happening in the next week or two, and that's Road to the Horse. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song by somebody that's kind of special to me. And that's Miss Mary Kay Holt, and it's one that she did on her album Frontier. It's called We Dream of Horses, and we'll come back and talk more with Craig Cameron in just a moment on Saddle America. Little boy tugged at his mama's hand to get that pony right. A little scared when he climbed on, but when it was over, he cried. All the way home in the car, he chanted that pony's name. Now every Christmas and birthday, his wish list is the same. He dreams of horses, and he. Climbing right back on Shovels, stalls, hard hay in the snow Fed horses before dawn School bell rings when she's at the gate Calling that pony's name Years will come and years will go But this will never change She dreams of horses Followed other dreams Teachers, lawyers, nurses Or pilots or U.S. Marines 
just a week away at this point now and uh you know with the uh all the troubles we've had this year so it's been two years since we've had a road to the horse so uh yeah that's two years of waiting to go in there and compete you know and so that's a long time to uh, stay ready you know and because uh, you know you want to go in there ready and prepared uh physically mentally emotionally it's a tough event and uh you know you gotta go in there and do the best you can and uh shoot try to go in there and and uh to be as good as you can with your horse you know it's all about communicating in a short time and and asking a lot but doing it in the right way keeping that horse relaxed and comfortable and that's an amazing process uh, when it's done right well it is and this year it's moved from lexington kentucky because of the covid situation back to fort worth Mm -hmm. texas i think where it started years ago and uh that's correct it's uh going Going right back where we uh, we started the whole darn thing, and uh, you know the first one was called In a Whisper Challenge, and then after that it became the name Road to the Horse, and uh, but uh, right there in Fort Worth, so it'll be at the uh, historic Cowtown Coliseum, March 25th through the uh, uh, 28th, and uh, man, it ought to be a blast. So uh, yeah, I got some really tough competitors. They got the uh, championship event then they have of course the wild card event where the wild card riders who have to qualify and then they have to win their event to come back and compete in the championship event uh championship event for the next year seventy five thousand dollars to the winner and of course uh the buckle the saddle and the title you know so uh, uh but it's uh it's it's something else to see and it what's great it's a great it's uh, entertaining, but it's also educational because you can learn a lot. You're watching some of the best cult starters in the world performing out there, showing all their styles and techniques and methods, and uh, you can really learn a lot uh, about horsemanship just going there. So the crowd is very passionate about coming and watching and enjoying and also learning. Yeah. Well, you were talking just a minute ago about you had to prepare yourself physically and mentally to get ready for this what's what's your process for getting ready because you've won road to the horse in the past you are a champion yeah i have won it yeah, yeah. I'm a, a champion i'd like to do it one more time and uh but you know it's all about just doing it and uh you know you have to uh, uh when you're going to do an event that's uh uh this uh 
you might say there's a lot of pressure to go out there and perform in front of a huge crowd and it's all on television, on RFD and all that stuff. So you have to control yourself emotionally and, uh, uh, and still go out there and perform. So, you know, you just need to be practicing every day and working on your feel, your timing, your rhythm, your tempo, your balance, your patience, your consistency, really just have to, and then work, have to work a lot of young horses. And, uh, uh, to get that done because, you know, you're going to be working a foot, you're going to be working from your saddle horse and presenting life to this horse or this colt in a way you can understand, try to give him the time it takes for him under, to understand, but at the same time, you're under a uh, time, uh, It's a, you only get an hour and 30 minutes of actual work time. You go in with an hour 45, but you have to take 10 minutes in the first hour break any way you want it, except at the first and at the end. And then in the last part, you get have to come out for five minutes. So there's only an hour and a half of work time on horses that have almost next to no handling at all. And so, again, there's that's a lot to ask for of the horseman and of the horse. But uh, it's uh, beautiful when it's done right. And hopefully you're going to get a nice horse to work with. You know, there's a little bit of the luck of the draw there about anything. But we're working with good horses. Uh, yeah, these are all four six horses. Yeah, these are all four six horses. And they're not two year olds or three year olds, so they'll be a little bit tougher. And uh, so again, uh, yeah, quite the event. I uh, get in there and a chance to go to work, and uh, and uh, you know, and each guy that is participating there is highly capable of winning. So again, a judged event, and uh, with really good judges. I think some of the best judges we've ever had this year people that really really know horses highly educated people uh really uh, contestants themselves in different events sandy collier barbara schulte joe walters uh brand newbert uh just to name a few and then our uh our steward mike kevill unbelievable right there and i'm leaving somebody out uh, try to think of who that is in just a moment oh jeff williams this guy starts okay. as many colts as anybody in the country, and he starts them for some of the best ranches in the world. So all these guys really know their stuff. So, uh, uh, but uh, so this 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 competition, this road of the horse, the level of it just gets bigger and higher Better. and uh, tougher tougher each yeah. year. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you as you compete in this, and you've got some pretty strong competition this year. And now is Cole competing in the uh, novice division, or is he? Well, it's not novice. It's wild card. They're all professional. Wild card. But, uh, yeah, and they call it the wild card. So the guys that win this get to come back and compete in the main event next year. So it'll be very tough. They have Wiling Wilson, and she's a girl, and I mean, she's tough. Yep. And uh, yep. and uh, mm-hmm. she's sold a lot of horses in her life. And then uh, also uh, they have a guy named Craig Moore. He's going to be in there. He's, he's Specializes in the Mustangs, so that's right. a tough competition. But uh, Cole will go in there; he can handle it, and uh, I'm expecting him to do a great job. Again, another tough competition. Of course, my competitors will be Wade Black, uh, Martin Black's son. This guy grew up around horses, starting horses, handling horses, and then Ken McNabb from up in Wyoming, who just continues to grow and get better each and every year. So uh, they got some really tough competitors in there. So it'll be anybody's to win it could go any direction you know for any guy you know and it looks like i say the luck of the draw might have a little bit to do with it out there you can get a really nice horse to work with and a really 
have the disposition to relate and accept that training that goes a long way. Yeah. Well, it's always a fun competition, fun to watch. So if you can make it out to Fort Worth next week, you want to put that on your schedule. If not, try to catch it on TV as it's broadcast as well. Yeah. It's going to be good luck to you. Day. Yeah. Good luck to you mm-hmm. and good luck to Cole as well. Thank you. And so, wouldn't it be yeah. a heck of a thing if he won the wild card and then had to come back and compete against you <laughs> next year? Well, we, we would be pretty tickled about it. We're doing some happy challenges. I can guarantee you that. So. We're going to try to make that happen, and, uh, you know, we're going to go in there and give it 100% like each and every other guy will, and uh, I think it's going to be, again, uh, entertaining and educational for, for everybody, and that's very important, you know, we're really uh, about the integrity of the horse, you know, they're doing a great job with these horses, you know, and uh, take, keep taking it easy on them at the same time accomplishing a lot. So the yeah. integrity of the event is really uh, at a maximum and gets better each and every year. Well, you are a wonderful guest to have on the show. It's Craig and Cole Cameron's Ride Smart Horsemanship. And uh, what's the website, Craig? It's just, uh, you can just go to uh, ridesmart.com or craigcameron.com and uh, look up any of that. Of course, we're still doing a lot of great clinics here. We got 700 acres of full of trails and obstacle courses, and we have cattle and just about everything, and just a blast. They don't call it the ride, and it's clinic of them all for nothing, and people come back year after year because not only do they learn it, but they're really having a good time, too. You won't find a prettier or a more beautiful ranch anywhere. Well, you can do that. Visit the website. You can also find him on Facebook and uh, any other social media that you're on. You know, I, I don't do all that. Daylene and Cole take care of that. I think we're just saying where you look. And uh, we appreciate, uh, uh, you know, we don't get to do it without the people, so we appreciate them. And uh, and uh, we give it 100% whenever they come to a clinic. We're with them the whole time. We eat the meals with them. I mean, we have meetings and but a lot of riding and a lot of different aspects and uh, all about learning and getting better and, and having a good time. I, I do want to ask you right quickly. Uh, how are yeah. you doing physically? Because I think I heard you had a pretty bad wreck about what was it a year or two ago? Oh, I don't know when it was. You know, we've had a few other years. You know, when you've done this for seventy-two years, you know, you're going to get into a few wrecks and stuff like that. But you know, you just <laughs> that's just part of it. And uh, what you do is you just come back. You just for me, it's always about fighting your way back. And uh, you know, staying fit. It's important to stay in condition, stay fit. You know, and I work at that pretty hard each and every day, and uh, okay. so I don't. I try not to think about that stuff. I don't dwell on the negative. I want to dwell on the positive. And I think that's really important to think positive, live positive, think tough, live tough, never weaken. You know, be full of desire, determination, dedication. Work with passion, a love of what you do. I truly love horses and horsemanship and the cowboy way of life. Well, you do, and and I just think it's a shame you don't get excited about any of this stuff. <laughs> well, Gary, you'll have to come down to the old Dublin Ranch sometime. We'll do an interview right here sometime. Well, we'll have to do that. We could make that happen. But uh, anyway, you've yeah, been a be lot fun. of fun to have on the show. And uh, so folks that are listening around the world, you need to try to make it to an extreme cowboy competition somewhere near you. And uh, and be sure to try to make it out to Road to the Horse. And if you can't make it there, catch it on TV as well. So 
Craig, thank you yeah, so much for being with us today. Yeah, I can come attend the clinic here at the ranch. Gary, I wanted to tell you, thanks for what you do, the wonderful cowboy music. I never get tired of listening to it. I don't even know where you find all this stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> and then all the educational stuff you bring, uh, you and Bobby, y'all are doing a great job. Keep up your good work. It's a privilege and pleasure to be on the show. Thanks for having me. I don't see you sooner. I'll see you later. And You guys are riding right. like a champion. I'll see you down the trail. All right, Craig. Thanks so much. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. We'll we'll be right back. When I was a young boy, my age was barely ten. Riding my first roundup with the older boys and men. Foreman sent our best hand Where lesser men might fail To ride the outside circle The longest, roughest trail and I watched that top pen ride out On a skittish coat that day Once on a distant ridge I saw him turning horns my way he pinned the herd by evening, his pony soaked with sweat. I made myself a promise that I still remember yet. One day I'd ride the outside circle, and I'd make a top hand, riding through the sage so purple, round the old potato stand. And I chows the wildest cat On the roughest broncos And I'd ride the outside circle For the brand I held my promise sacred And I aimed to keep my word I learned to throw a fast loop From the rankest in the herd And it was ten years later When I heard the roundup boss He said, you'll ride the outside circle, son Go catch yourself a horse And I rode the outside circle And I became top hand Riding through the sage so purple Around the old Cotillo stand And I chowed the wildest cat On the roughest broncos And I rode the outside circle For the brand well, These days I am the foreman Some say I'm growing old It's true my hair is silver And it's plain my legs are bold I ride the inside circles now But just ask my cowboy peers They know I rode that outside circle For well nigh 30 years Yes, I rode the outside circle I became top hand 
Riding through the sage so purple Round the old Cotillo stands And I child the wildest cat On the roughest broncos And I rode the outside circle For the brand And in dreams I ride the ridges In my stirrups I still stand I ride the outside circle for the brand. There's a legend they tell in the mountains called Sierra Madre Where vaqueros still drive hungry herds the valleys below Once they saw a wild mustang so beautiful down in a canyon So they looked to the leader among the brave Now Diego was tough, he was chiseled, leather and handsome And he rode like the wind and could break a horse on the range When he saw the wild mustang and spurred his horse down to the canyon All the cowboys and H.C. Diego, a hero again on the aging vaqueros in Mexico tell of a Mustang Who couldn't be broken by any man living on earth There's a trail of cowboys he beat buried deep in the desert And a tale of the one left home no broken spurs Now the canyons are dangerous Even for well-seasoned cowboys And the Mustang knew all of the secrets Wild horses can know The vaqueros who followed him Couldn't have cornered the Mustang Without the wisdom and horsemanship of Diego With his lasso in hand and the mustang backed into a corner Diego threw straight for the head and then pulled the rope tight But the mustang was strong and Diego was torn from the saddle and dragged through the dust from the canyon And then out of sight All the aging vaqueros in Mexico Tell of a mustang Who couldn't be broken By any man living on There's a trail of cowboys He beat buried deep in the desert 
And the tale of the one who left home No broken spurs Through the rocks and the poisonous chola Diego was broken But he dug in his heels till his spur broke And he came to rest Then he jumped on the Mustang And held through the bucking and bite Neither Mustang or man would give in this fight to the dead. The Vaqueros searched canyon and mountain for Mustang and rider. All the footprints led deep in the desert and faded away. But they found that old spur and a few drops of blood in the canyon. Where the Mustang and Rider are out there, no one can say. All the aging vaqueros in Mexico tell of a Mustang who couldn't be broken by any man living on earth. There's a trail of cowboys deep, very deep in the desert. And the tale of the one who left on no broken spurs. And the tale of the one who left only no broken And before that, the great song, The Outside Circle, by our good friend, Mr. Mike Blakely. Well, Bobby, this has been a fun show today. It sure has. And how the time goes so fast, (laughs) always. (laughs) It's been kind of a quick show. Wow. Wow. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Two Slam and Ranger Doug are too much fun. And Side Me was kind of a hoot to have on today. Oh, Yeah. That was that was too much fun, too much fun. And then it was very, very interesting to visit with Craig Cameron. I'm thinking it's probably been at least four years since Craig's been on the show. But, Has uh, it been that long? I think so. I think yeah. so. Time flies, you know. When you're having fun, time time escapes you. So. Well, so I know, and I was on, on his whip. Yeah. No, yeah. I was just saying that, you know, prepping for him being on his website, I thought, oh, this is familiar. Oh, I remember about this. Oh, I remember about this. <laughs> so I didn't think it could have been that long ago, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah. Time time just gets away from us. But uh, anyway, what's going on with the Hero Collection? Well, um, this month, the Hero Collection proceeds from that um, specific collection of merchandise, supports the Texas Salvation Army Disaster Relief um, Services, and um, we encourage you to shop that collection. Um, And another place, since if you're on the website, outwestshop.com is where you want to go, another place that you might find interesting is our blog 
and it's just right there on the toolbar. And um, every week I create several different blogs that are kind of recaps. There's always one that recaps all the radio shows and who the guests are going to be. And then um, as the podcast link becomes available, I pop it in there. And um, all the posts that we do on the Outwest Shop Facebook page, not everybody's on Facebook. So we are now um, putting all of those posts into a weekly blog as well. So it's kind of a fun place to sort of go see what's happening out west. And um, that's that's all I'll say right now about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, you know, it's uh, I was just thinking this morning that rendezvous is coming up pretty soon in Tennessee. Uh, I think that's June the 16th through the 20th, 16th, 17th, no, 17th through the 20th. Anyway, it's on the website, equestrianlegacy.net. The rendezvous east is at the Circley Guest Ranch. And then we'll be out west at Bryce Canyon at Bryce Valley Ranch. Um, in September for Rendezvous, all of the money that we're raising is going to support a Hope and Healing at Hillinglade, which works with uh, soldiers and veterans with PTSD, and uh, and then to the Mustang Heritage Foundation that we mentioned a little bit earlier when we were talking with Craig. So that's to help place these Mustangs. That's that's where all the money is going. Our a portion of the money is going from Rendezvous East and West this year. But I was just thinking, mm-hmm. what a great opportunity for people out here in the East to be able to take part in Richard Winter's Horsemanship Clinic. That's going to be going on for two days at Rendezvous East at the Circley Guest Ranch, and uh, you know Richard was. Uh, the headmaster at Thatcher School out in California. Mm-hmm. He now is in Texas. He conducts clinics across the country. He's one road to the horse. Uh, he's had his television program on RFD-TV. So Richard is going to be here for two days conducting a clinic. And I just thought, you know, what a rare opportunity for people to be able to participate in one of his clinics. It's going to be limited to about 15 people. And uh, not only can you enjoy Richard's clinic and learn from one of the best, but you can also take part in all of the things that are happening at Rendezvous. So the 120 miles of Mm -hmm. trails to ride, great musical entertainment every night, great shopping every day, and uh, and then two days of clinics at Richard Winters uh, with Richard Winters. So uh, be sure and check out the website, equestrianlegacy.net. To find out about everything that's going on to make your reservations, and uh, you can do that for both Rendezvous East and Rendezvous West, and uh, so that's going to be a whole lot of fun at both locations. But but the one in the East is coming up pretty soon, so that's going to be the middle of June, and we're talking about how quickly time goes by, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to be here before you know it. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, this is already the middle of March. I can't believe it i cannot mm-hmm, believe it mm-hmm. but yep. uh anyway that's coming up and uh i did want to mention too that now you can find all of our podcasts on iHeartRadio, spotify uh apple podcast and itunes so in addition to 
visiting our website and listening to the podcast, you can go to all those places and find it as well. So that's pretty doggone cool. That's pretty that's doggone very cool. cool. So we have an exciting show lined up for people next week. Can you tell us who's on the Campfire Cafe? Oh, my goodness. We have the Queeby Sisters next week. I can't believe it. We haven't had them on for a really long time, so that's going to be great fun. It is, and I think the last time we only had one Quaby. Now we've got all three that are going to be joining us for the show, so that's going to be a hoot, and uh, and we're going to enjoy their great music. And then we have Meredith Hodges, who's going to be joining us on Saddle Up America, and she has Lucky Three Ranch out in Colorado, but she is another person that we've got on the show that I think she told me the other day she's been on RFD TV for 11 years. With her shows. Oh my goodness. And uh, wow. yeah, super talented gal. And she's also got a children's series of books called Jasper the Mule. And I think it's a cartoon series as well. So we're going to have a lot of fun talking with Meredith next week, as well as the Quaby sisters on the Campfire Cafe. Um, what else do we need to talk about? Anything? Uh... Would that be enough? Would that be enough? I think I'm I'm actually, you know, like speechless, which is, you know (laughs) kinda hard kinda hard to believe. (laughs) Well, you're not totally speechless because I'm sure you have a good closing thought for us today. Oh, I do have a closing thought. It's a short one. Writing like life doesn't have to be perfect to be wonderful. That's a pretty good closing thought. That is a pretty good closing thought. So we want to thank all of you for listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio today and enjoying the Campfire Cafe with Riders in the Sky and Craig Cameron on Saddle of America. And uh, invite your friends to join you in listening as well. And then all the shows are archived, so you can go back and listen to the shows and your friends can listen as well. 650-some-odd shows we have now, Bobby. That people can go Not back surprising. and listen to. Bunch of them. A bunch of them. But anyway, we're going to close. Actually, a lot of well, history there. There really is. If you go back and, and think about uh, eight years of radio programs, there are a lot of things that have happened over eight years. And um, mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive. But anyway, we want to thank you for listening. And uh, we want to remind you, if you're climbing the saddle, to get ready for the ride with the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. You can find our shows live at equestrianlegacy.net and listen to our our podcast shows on most of your favorite podcasts as well. We're going to close this out with another great song from Riders in the Sky. And, Bobby, we'll see you next week on the radio. See you then. I got my fiddle, got my bow. I got my squeeze box set to go. Hey, let's put on a cowboy show. We're burning moonlight. A desert stage is all we need. A cactus and some tumbleweed. A swinging, swaying, trusty steam. We're burning moonlight. At the end of every day, folks come round to hear us play. Hot licks keep the blues away, fiddles, keys, and moonlight. Add some bass and arch guitars, 
syncopated 16 bar Topped off with an evening star We're burning moonlight Burning moonlight. 